Podsters. As a wellness company, like the wellness of my customers is very important to me, but just as important to me is the wellness of, you know, myself and my employees. Hi guys, welcome to the Remasters. The Remasters is a show about founders, innovators, entrepreneurs, and all those dreamers who have hustled to create some amazing products and services. We dive deeper into these brilliant minds and deconstruct what makes them tick. They really are dream hustlers because we believe that these dreamers have followed their dreams relentlessly. In this episode, we speak with Rebecca Blank, co-founder of the kombucha brand Atmosphere Kombucha. Rebecca is an engineer who has worked in Tibet. She's also worked with Saab India in India before she started this amazing wellness brand. Thank you for coming on to the show, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So Rebecca, we'll start with the question. Your dad was an engineer, you are an engineer, you worked in Tibet, and now you're selling kombucha. Tell us about your journey. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been an interesting process, you know, for me, you know, as well, and just like a process of self-discovery, figuring out, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. It's definitely taken a long time. Um, my father is an engineer. He came to India as an IIT professor. So I grew up in India and, um, you know, I, I always joke that my parents are like more Indian than a lot of Indian parents um, mm-hmm. because they really, really wanted um, me to be an engineer. They wanted all of, I have four siblings, so they wanted all of us to to be engineers. And um, and so I, and I was, you know, I think in, in my family, we were all naturally gifted at math and science and these subjects in school. And so I, when I was, went to university, I majored mm-hmm. in computer science. Um, that's sort of what you see on paper, but mm-hmm. it was, I also did, it was a liberal arts education. And there, during that time I was studying language. Like I, st- I studied Chinese and Spanish when I was in university. I uh, took a lot of photography and art classes. Um, and then in order to like, I was also financially mm-hmm. independent more or less in college. And in order to pay my expenses and bills and all of that, I worked in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I had a lot of, I'd always had a lot of different things going on. And after, after I finished my studies, I, you know, I moved to China and um, was working there, there in my field, you know, in the field of sort of computer programming and, um, you know, web architecture and things like that. And after a couple of years of doing that, I realized that I just wasn't, I wasn't looking forward to a life time spent sitting at a computer. I just felt that I needed a more, like I needed more variety in my life. I was, you know, working, I was working in a business. So I was learning all about how business worked because it was a small company. So when you work in a small company, you know, you end up doing multiple things. You end up understanding how all the departments worked. And I realized that I really enjoyed the whole process, not just you know, my job, but I wanted to also do marketing. I wanted to also do sales. I wanted to be involved in all of the different aspects of the business, which I think gave me, you know, a sense that I wanted to, at some point, be an entrepreneur, start my own company. I've always been very creative. I love cooking. I've always loved cooking ever since I was very young. And so, and I was, and I'd been making kombucha as well for a very long time. I started making kombucha when I was 18 in college. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so after a couple of years of working as an engineer, I, I decided that I wanted to to sort of change um, change markets in a sense and 
uh, start my own company. And that's, that's what started me on this journey that eventually led to a kombucha company. So, yeah. Do people really understand what is kombucha in India? Do you need to educate them? Uh, they're starting to. You know, we, we definitely spend a lot of time. We spend a lot of time explaining to people what it is. Kombucha is basically, it's, um, it's a fermented tea, which sounds awful. Um, that's mm-hmm. definitely the wrong, that's, that's, you know, scientifically what it is, but a fermented tea doesn't really sound super appetizing, but it's, you know, I like to describe it. It's more of a soda alternative. It's a natural alternative to your Coke and your Pepsi and um, these, um, these fizzy beverages that we drink. It's a, it's, so what happens with kombucha and, and it's a similar process to even like how you would make beer or some of these more um, alcoholic drinks is that you're fermenting um, this base, which is tea, but we're, you're fermenting it with probiotics. And then mm-hmm. we actually let um, like CO2 also build up in that process. And so we mm-hmm. end up with um, a sweet-ish beverage um, that's very low in alcohol, but um, is um, very fizzy. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, at Atmosphere, we flavor those beverages with um, with a lot of fruit and herbs and like very, you know, mm-hmm. natural things that are also like very tasty and have that sort of sweetness coming into it as well. Um, and so, yeah, so we do have to tell people a lot about, you know, what kombucha is. Uh, mm-hmm. But more and more you find people are learning about it. I think there's, there's a lot of buzz happening these days about kombucha. Um, and kombucha is becoming very trendy in the West as well. So mm-hmm. um, I meet a lot of people who say, oh, you know, I spent a year in San Francisco and used to drink kombucha all the time when I was there. Um, and so they already know what it is. They're already familiar with it as a concept. So why kombucha? Why not an Ayurvedic drink in a country like India? Do people think it's an Ayurvedic drink? Um, no, no, people don't. I mean, they definitely see it as something uh, that's, you know, more Western from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for us, I mean, like there was a few reasons why we started kombucha in particular. Um, mm-hmm. One of them was that it was something that I was, we were already making. Like it was, it's been, some, I've been brewing kombucha since I was 18. It's been sort of a part of my own personal uh, wellness kind of mm-hmm. routine. Um, mm-hmm. for, you know, for the last 10, 11 years. And then um, when we, when I moved to India after my time in Tibet, uh, one thing that I noticed was that nobody was selling kombucha here. And so, you know, when you're thinking about what kind of business you want to start, what do you want to do? Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're always looking for these, these gaps in the market, you know, products that don't exist yet. And, um, and then the other thing was that um, my sister who, who started the company with me, um, she's a nutritional therapy practitioner and she was mm-hmm. working with Organic India um, before mm-hmm. we started Atmosphere and she had a lot of clients um, that would come to her with gut issues and mm-hmm. in particular you know there was there was a big what she noticed was there was just a big lack of probiotics um, in in the diet and also like there was there wasn't really she didn't really have high quality probiotics that she could prescribe to people so if somebody was coming mm-hmm. to her with a gut issue um she there was she didn't really have like an option of like what can i prescribe this person because um the probiotics that are available in the market um at that time in india were um were not very advanced and so she actually started giving kombucha to her clients 
Mm-hmm. And that was sort of, you know, when it really clicked to us that like, not only is this something that we really enjoy making, but it's also something that we really feel like people could really benefit from. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I mean, one of the big things about kombucha is that it's a probiotic beverage. So it's very good for um, balancing bacteria in your gut. And how do you see the existing probiotic market, uh, brands like Mother Dairy, Yakult, uh, do you see them as competitors? I don't see them as competitors. You know, I think, I mean, at atmosphere is more, it's, it's one, it's more like it's priced as a slightly more premium product. And, um, mm-hmm. and also the way that we create our beverages using, you know, fresh fruit, fresh, fresh herbs, these things are also a little bit more expensive. So, um, so our process is a little bit more expensive. So we, mm-hmm. you know, we're definitely priced above companies like Yakult and Mother Dairy. Um, mm-hmm. But I think our customers are also customers who appreciate that our brand is local. They appreciate that everything we do is natural. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're also, I think, what really makes Atmosphere stand apart from um, brands who do similar things is that our beverages are very tasty and they're very easily, like, um, integrated into a normal life. So it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, we didn't want to create a product where it was like, okay, now I have to go and like drink my medicine and it's not going to taste good, but I have to have mm-hmm. it. You know, we wanted to create a product that people would say, you know what, what, like, you know, everyone's having a glass of wine, but I, you know, really want to celebrate, don't necessarily want to have alcohol tonight. So I'm going to have, you know, a bottle of kombucha and it's going to be tasty. It's going to be um, relaxing and it's going to be good for me at the same time and that was sort of you know the the way we wanted to position our kombucha in the market so you have elements of water leaf and a mandala in your logo now tell us about the building of the brand that you have how important and how artist has been the task of building your brand why is it so important to get the branding strategy right yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, when you're, when you're building a brand, there's, there's, there's a lot of different aspects of it from, you know, the, the art, the, um, the brand, like the, you know, quote unquote branding, which is the logo, the label, the, um, the images that you put on your website. Um, these things are all really important in terms of creating that initial impression of the company. Um, our logo is made of, it's a mandala that includes tea leaves and water drops, um, which are sort of the two main ingredients in kombucha, you know, tea and water. And so um, that was sort of how it came about. And um, we've, I mean, I think overall, like we definitely, you know, we, we worked really hard with um, the artist who we worked with, who created it, and she, you know, did an amazing job um, mm-hmm. with it. And I think, you know, it's definitely, it was a process um, with, you know, that we worked on sort of merging our values, our aesthetic, our ideas and aspirations for the brand mm-hmm. um, with, you know, a symbol that could encapsulate all of that. Um, Mm-hmm. And we do like we do get a lot of good feed like in the beginning, especially I think before anyone knew who we were before we'd done any events or workshops or anything like that. Um, the logo was, you know, the first impression of us. And um, mm-hmm. and overall, I think it represented us well. We got a lot of good feedback on our logo, on our little bottles that we sell our kombucha in, on mm-hmm. sort of um, the minimalistic branding um, 
which is how mm -hmm. people saw it. But beyond that, I think for us in terms of, you know, building a brand, like a lot of it has also been um, in sort of creating um, awareness around gut health, creating awareness around um, probiotics. So we've been, um, like Ariella and I have been teaching gut health workshops um, mm -hmm. across NCR for the last two years. And I think those mm -hmm. workshops have been really important in terms of um, helping people understand gut health, helping people understand, you know, why they need kombucha and also sort of helping people know and trust us mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, it's one thing to just pick up a product off a shelf, but I think, you know, once we find that, you know, when we interact with people and, um, and we have, I mean, Ariella and I, my sister and I, we are very obsessive researchers mm -hmm. about gut health. You know, my, my father is an engineering researcher. And I think one thing we definitely, all of his children inherited mm -hmm. from him is that we are like insane researchers. So we're always reading. We always know a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so these workshops have been, you know, a great way for us to sort of share what we've learned through our own mm -hmm. research. Um, and it's been, there've been a great way for, people to, to see atmosphere as a brand of, you know, like, okay, this is a brand um, where the people creating the products really know what they're doing and we feel like we can trust them. And so, you know, we're going to continue consuming their products. Right. Now I come to the product development process. You have a lot of flavors like mango berry, exotic lime, ginger, guava, pina colada. So what goes into the development of these products? Do you source locally? Do you go, travel all over India? What is it? So, I mean, we're, we're very much inspired by local ingredients that we can find around us here in Delhi. Um, and also, you know, like we, we are in touch with local farms or um, different people who are sourcing things. So it, 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 in some ways it can be very random. Um, in terms of like, at one point, I remember um, somebody contacted us from the Northeast and they said, you know, we have this overabundance of passion fruit. And so we said, okay, like send it over, you know, like we'll do a passion fruit kombucha for a while. Um, and, um, but you know, like we, it, usually it starts with an ingredient. So we'll find something that's available in the market and we'll think, okay, like we want to do something with this. And then, um, then we start trials, you know, and not everything works out in the kombucha so it just it really depends we just start making different batches different quantities sometimes you know we'll mm -hmm. try mixing different things together so there's a lot of trial that goes into it um mm -hmm. and and then when we finally come up with something that we think like this is really good then mm -hmm. we launch it right and tell us about your management style uh, do you believe in a particular management philosophy how do you go about it Ariella and I are both, you know, we're young entrepreneurs. We don't have a whole lot of experience doing this before, but um, we are very, very intentional about the kind of culture and the kind of community that we want to have within our company. I think we at Atmosphere, we hire almost all women. We have a few male employees, but in general, um, we, one of our core values is to provide opportunities um, to women who might not be able to find them elsewhere. And then similarly, um, um, because we have a lot of women who do come from challenging backgrounds, 
Um, you know, it's very important for us to, within the company, create an environment where everyone is valued, where everyone feels like they have a place, where everyone feels um, like they, you know, they're happy with the direction that their life is going in. Um, mm -hmm. So these are all things that are very important to us. And so mm -hmm. um, in terms of management style, it definitely, you know, it's, it's not like I wouldn't say we quote unquote govern our company. Um, we, mm -hmm. we try to motivate our employees for sure. Um, we want them to have a sense of freedom and a sense of creativity and a sense of joy in the work that they're doing. While mm -hmm. at the same time, um, we have very high standards for um, the way that we work and the products that we create. And so, you know, we are constantly trying to instill those high standards into everyone. Um, mm -hmm. While at the same time, um, you know, like, um, showing sharing the ownership that we have in the company you know i think everyone who works with us they feel um they feel very much a part of the company and they feel um responsible for the success or the failure of the company um and i think that's what motivates people to you know on a daily basis um work very hard we haven't had um to this day we haven't had a single employee um leave our company everyone who has joined wow. us um has continued working with us that's impressive. Uh, so let's talk about leadership. So do you feel overawed at times by the kind of organization you're building? Is leadership something that you're learning on the job or is it something that is coming naturally to you? I think there's some of both. Um, I think leadership to me in, in a business is, is you know, setting a, the business, a business on the right path and figuring out, you know, for, for me, a lot of it is figuring out where the market is, where are we grow, going in that market? So it's, it's definitely, you know, it's looking forward, it's looking around, it's um, figuring out how we fit into everything. Um, while at the same time, you know, it's, for me, it's a very value driven process. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we often, you know, sit down and talk about what are our values as a company and how do we mm -hmm. um, make sure that everyone in the company is um, embodying those values in the work that they do. I haven't studied management. Um, my sister also hasn't studied management. These are things that we're learning as we go. Um, you know, there's definitely, I think when we started the company, we both had a lot of um, bosses previously who we didn't mm -hmm. want to emulate. Mm -hmm. So we had, you know, we were like, okay, we don't want to be like this. We don't want to be like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we'd both been employees to um, many employers. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so we had that experience, right, of like what it's like to work for someone, what it's like to mm -hmm. feel either empowered by or disempowered by someone that you're working for. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so these were things that we thought about, but that's definitely, I think management is one of the things where we do, we do reach out to mentors whose um, management styles that we admire or that, you know, when we have these, these are things that are challenging for us because we're, we are very mm -hmm. young. And um, we are, you know, certain things we are very much like figuring out as we go. And while the way that we think about things is, is I would say, quite progressive, it's also India as a layered and it's a complicated society. And so there mm -hmm. are certain things that, um, you know, might have worked for maybe companies in the West or might have worked for entrepreneurs in other countries that, um, that might not work here, for instance. And as an entrepreneur, do you go through a lot of ups and downs? How do you manage those moments? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you're definitely, you know, it, it, you have to have a lot of self-drive. And there are times when 
um, when you're more driven than other times. I think, I mean, I'm someone who is, who is very, very driven. So I, um, I don't struggle so much with like lacking motivation, but more, um, more with like living up to my own expectations. Um, but definitely, I think, you know, also because we're a wellness brand, I think that's something that always, you know, we always kind of come mm -hmm. back to where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, we could do this thing or we could push the company in this direction. But like, how stressed out would we be if we did this? And like, is that really wellness? Like if mm -hmm. as a wellness company, like the wellness of my customers is very important to me, but just as important to me is the wellness of you know, myself and my employees, mm -hmm. you know, it, and it is important. It's important to take time off. It's important to just have sometimes to have times when you say, okay, you know what, like, we're mm -hmm. not going to push right now. We're just gonna, mm -hmm. we're just gonna sort of go steady, steady for a little while. And then when we have the energy to do it again, we'll start pushing. So, yeah. so yeah, I think, you know, there are seasons, there are ups and downs. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, small companies that are, you know, founder driven, definitely struggle with, consistency right because mm -hmm. you have um you know people like you have personalities driving the business and and when we're excited then the business is you know kind of goes forward and then when we get tired it sort of um you know slows down for a little bit but on the other hand i, th I think that's okay right so tell us about your expansion plans uh your product expansion plans as well as your location expansion plans i believe you're currently in ncr are you planning to expand nationally are you also looking to expand internationally? No, we're very much focused on uh, on India. Mm -hmm. And so um, our expansion plans at the moment, so we are looking at expanding to some other products beyond kombucha. Um, mm -hmm. Our core value is very much to be a gut health company and kombucha mm -hmm. is something that's great for your gut health. But um, there's also a lot of, lot of other products that we would like to um, mm -hmm. explore doing as part of the brand. So th that's something that we're working on. We have a couple of new products that mm -hmm. we'll be launching this fall. Mm -hmm. um, and then beyond that, you know, um, we, we do hope to expand to um, Bangalore and Bombay at some point in the next year when, when it makes sense. I think right now we feel like we, we want to be a local brand. We really want to focus on our local community and, um, sort of growing in this market but right. yeah at some point we we would want to expand to to other cities in india in in a more intentional way so rebecca your final piece of advice on entrepreneurship is it easy is it difficult what would you say to people who want to get into entrepreneurship yeah so i think i mean a lot of people would ask me this and one of the things that i i often tell people is that you know if you want to start a company in a certain space i think it's very important to have um, relevant work experience in that space in the market that you want to start a business in um, you know like I, I was working for Fab Cafe before we started Atmosphere my sister was working with Organic India so we were very much in the health food and beverage space um, which really mm -hmm. helped us in terms of understanding our customers understanding the market um, and creating you know understanding how to, to do things uh, here in mm -hmm. India especially I think if if we hadn't had that experience i i don't know if we would have made it as far as we have at this mm -hmm. point um the other thing that i you know the other piece of advice that i would tell someone is is just to go and just do it you know like i think um i think a lot of, i meet a lot of people who they have a business idea and they talk about it for like years and years or months and months and 
you know, like I'll, I'll meet yeah. them every six months and they're still talking about it. And they've, they've thought through all of the problems before they've even reached, before they've even started doing anything. It's like, well, if I, and I think um, overthinking it is, it can also be, you know, it can be an excuse for inaction. Um, mm -hmm. I think when, you know, when we started Atmosphere, we, we just looked at what, like, I just looked at like one thing at a time, you know, I was like, I don't know how we're going to start a business. I don't know how we're going to do this, but let's just try to get into one store. Mm -hmm. You know, if we can get into it one was, store, uh -huh. then we can, we can, you know, then we can try to get into another store. You know, So we, we right. just kind of did it one step at a time. Right. And, um, and that's worked, you know, it's worked. It's not, we, I didn't a year ago. I don't know if I thought that we would be where we are right now. And two years yeah. ago, we were two years ago, we were trying to get into our first store, you know, um, yeah. and and from there, things happen organically. But I think when you get out there and you start doing things, then mm -hmm. things start to happen on their own. Um, yeah. If you just keep thinking about it and, you know, keep drawing these like perfect plans, um, mm -hmm. nothing will ever happen. So, wow, that's impressive. Thank you for that really fruitful session, Rebecca. Guys, do visit atmospherestudio.in to know more about the brand. Also, do write back to me at anmolatpodsters.in with your feedback. Thank you once again for that insightful conversation, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast is produced by Podsters. Audio editing by Srishti Chaturvedi. Research by Parneet Kaur. Podsters.